Hey listeners, what you're about to hear is an episode from our live recording in Hearst, Texas from the end of August. Uh, so that's why we haven't uh, been releasing episodes on quite the normal schedule because we did that significant event. It's taken a little while to get these put together. But what we wanted to highlight right now was the two sponsors who brought those episodes to you. And the first is Visual Theology. So Visual Theology is a really cool resource site for parents, student ministers, college ministers, um, Christian school teachers, bringing you biblical truths in really fresh and creative ways. So it's called Visual Theology because the idea is to put... Um, biblical truths that are usually taught doctrinally or out of the text into captivating, visually arresting uh, means of, of understanding them. So turning parables and, and facts and studies and even genealogies and things like that into something that a student or yourself can look at and go, oh, now I get it. So check out visualtheology.church slash happy. You can see the resources. You can also see that we have a 20% discount for our listeners there. There are posters that you can decorate a classroom with. There are books that are really great, like study guides and textbook kind of things. They have curriculum lines that are great for Bible studies, whether it's a new believer or just somebody who's looking to understand how Scripture works. How does this all fit together better? So again, it's visualtheology.church slash happy. We have a 20% discount off of any purchase, and that can be used multiple times. You can uh, you can use that using the code HAPPYRANT at checkout. So happy rant at checkout, visualtheology.church slash happy is the URL. Be sure to check them out. Our second sponsor is Dwell Bible. Dwell is an audio Bible app. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, that's dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can see the offer that they have for our listeners as well as check them out. Dwell is a great way to get scripture into your life uh, for those who struggle with consistent reading or finding time. We, we're almost all either mowing the lawn or at the gym or spending time in the car. It's a great thing to do with kids. You can do it in the car with kids. There's even, they have a sleep timer set up so you can set it up to listen as you fall asleep and it'll cut off on its own. They have a read and reflect or a listen and reflect option where you can listen and then there's a pause for memorization, for reflection, for prayer. They have a read-along option where you can read along with the text. And so you can really merge this into your... Uh, your scripture habits in a bunch of different ways. But again, go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant. There is a 10% discount off their annual subscription and a 33% discount off of their lifetime subscription, which is well worth it. They're constantly upgrading, adding narrators, adding Bible versions, adding reading or listening plans, I should say. So again, check them out, dwellapp.io slash happy rant. Now enjoy the episode. All right, you guys, here's how this is going to go. Um, we're going to do two full eps um, of about 35 to 40 minutes a piece. Uh, and then we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to have a, a third. Is that like ep- in the same way that a Calvinist pastor preaches for about thirty-five minutes? Well, it's like an actual thirty-five. Yeah, this is an actual okay. thirty-five. Yeah, Calvinist pastor would be like an hour and fifteen. Right. So Just checking. Um, we're going to do two eps, take a break, then we're going to come back in for a little Q and A up, little questions and answers. So dial up your questions. Everything's on the table, um, and we'll have you we'll have you fire away question wise. Piper, why don't you tell? 
these good people about our sponsor? Oh, we do have a sponsor. In fact, we have a sponsor here in person. Doing business. Always yeah. doing business. This, uh, this fine live show is brought to you by Visual Theology. The, the folks who, if you've listened, you've heard about Visual Theology. Um, they are, uh, they've been, a, what have they, they've been a partner with us for about a month now. Um, the gentleman in the red t-shirt over here who's filming is Josh Byers. Clap it up for Josh. Visual Theology. We have, Pipe, we're in the we're in the honeymoon stage with visual theology. Yeah, we're like scheduling we are. photo shoots. Nothing's, and, gone right. wrong, nothing's gone wrong yet. We're not saying anything. We're texting bad about a whole bunch. Yeah, because that's coming. That's right. Exactly. He's he's still he's still paying for our dinner. Um, we'll start taking each other for granted soon, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you go to visualtheology.church/happy, you can see. Uh, the discounts they have for our listeners, as well as see all of the products that they have. So there are books, there's curriculum, there's T-shirts, there's posters, there's uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that is, is great for people in ministry. So we encourage you to go there, visualtheology.church/happy. There's a 20% discount uh, through that link as well if you use the code HappyRent at checkout as well. So be sure to check them out. We have giveaways from them at the Q&A time as well. So we will make those available to people who ask questions until we run out. So there's some shirts, there's some posters, uh, there's some other goodies down there from them as well. So uh, a more incentive to ask us questions. Is it really slash? Are we so lazy that we just did it slash happy? We even add the R-A-N-T on the I, end of that. That's I'm going to plead the fifth on this and also not cash blame on anybody. I don't, well, <laughs> they set this up. And they made it real easy for people. It's a few letters you don't have to type. When you say they, could you... Are you insulting our sponsor? Pipe, is it time to announce our new fashion relationship with uh, visual theology? And that for the first time in the history of the program, we're, we're taking on a new, a new clothing provider? I think, I mean, we can tease it. Because there's, there's still some questions about timing, but it's in the works. Part of okay. the reason that Josh is here is to get uh, footage and images to help launch a Happy Rant uh, clothing product, line. product line. So there will yeah. be various shirts and posters, etc., through his company uh, later this fall. So robes, prob- probably slippers, housewares. Yeah, the whole nine. Would you like a spatula? That <laughs> could probably like be arranged. I would like a spatula. Like for pancake flipping spatula, or like scrape out the baking dish spatula. I don't know. I have to okay. talk to my wife. All right. He wants a spatula to push the plate away after two bites. Um, <laughs> to scrape it into the garbage. <laughs> scrawny Martin. Nice. Let's clap it up for how thin Ronnie looks. He, he's looking scrawny today. The jawline's looking good, baby. I've spent the whole weekend watching Ronnie Where's reject trying, food. Man, those, those 19 plates of Tex-Mex I've had the last three days. Those were incredible. Haven't helped. Dude, shout out to Blalos, our other sponsor. Uh, the 19 yeah. plates you sat near. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Boys, we've got, uh, we've got a good episode dialed up in that we planned yeah, this, this isn't it. roughly two hours ago. Yeah, yeah, this isn't it. It hasn't started yet, per se. Um, Piper, you had a great idea at lunch. Um, to play this game called Hot or Not, um, we're going to walk through... Can I give the backstory on Hot or Not for yeah. my fellow older millennials? Yeah, give You it. may remember this. When I was in college in the early 2000s, there was a website called hotornot.com. And you, people, you could put pictures, you could put your own picture there, and then people would thumbs up or thumbs down. It was like Tinder before Tinder, because you couldn't swipe and then connect to the person. You basically just got told, yes, you are attractive, or no, you are not attractive. Did you ever do it? Did you ever put your picture? Uh, no, I never allowed my picture to be put there. I will claim no participation on this site whatsoever. It wasn't allowed. It, no, yeah. this, at, uh, at a little school called Whedon College, this, this thing didn't make the rounds. And Dude, people, John walked into your room and saw the, the, the screen was open on your computer. You minimized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, uh, 
we put other people's photos up there and then sent them the results, especially if they were disappointing, um, or put unflattering <laughs> photos up. So nice. we're doing this with topics. This is basically a, is this a thumbs up idea? Is it coming back? Or is this a thumbs down idea? This thing is dead. That's right. So we just vamped through a few topics at lunch that we thought would be intriguing to talk about. Um, and we're, we're going to kind of say whether or not we're holding our stock on these things or whether we're selling. Um, the first one, this was, this was one of mine. And it's kind, of a, it's kind of a divisive one. It's a little bit of a hot take. I think deep voices are going to come back. I think we're, we're reaching the end of V-voice as a thing for dudes. Which would be vulnerability voice, that sort of yeah. semi-effeminate, androgynous, up-talking voice that every podcaster who follows in the footsteps of Ira Glass does. I'm giving it nine more months. It's got a shelf life. I'm holding on to my deep voice stock. Your thoughts? Ronnie, what do you think? Mm. Baby, what's the future of V-Voice? Just talk about it. Or just do it. You're really good at it. Um, You're really good at it? Yeah, you really are. I'm really good at it. I mean, when you say V-Voice, are you talking about ending everything in a question? Dude, can I, can I say anything to you about V-Voice that I think you're going to find interesting? The I mean, pi- you can? Yeah. <laughs> that Piper and I discussed off the air. So Piper and I listened to, like, all the same football podcasts. And even in the football podcast world... Which you think would be there's like, like a twinge coming through, huh? There's it's more than a twinge, it's not maybe. A twinge. Yeah, there's there's several it's a takeover. Fo- yeah, football podcasters who have kind of like done the V voice thing and it's kind of taken over. Yeah. Um, it sounds like I'm listening to like the NEF Downs podcast when I'm trying to hear about like who to start and sit in fantasy. Yeah, so they're they're talking about offensive <laughs> line play. Right. And like and then the left guard like pulls and is just crushes this guy out to the sidelines and then they're they're running stunts on the defensive line and it's absolutely incredible. This it's not like it's, it's, it's very odd to find in a football podcast. So I am skeptical that nine months is the shelf life on this thing because if it has made it into football, that's true. It's it's a virus that has spread. It's sorry. got legs. Ooh, sorry. Trigger warning. Viruses. Cool. Uh, it's a virus that has spread through all the podcasting realm. It's unbelievable realm. you would use that word. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. That's true. I don't know times. because here's the thing. It's like if you okay, if you lower the reg, the register okay. on the voice, if you become a little more definitive. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to be held. You know what I mean? Everybody can sort of. Uh, you're going to be held in contempt. They can they can push you against a corner. You're going to be the oppressor again. Right, and all that good stuff. So. That's true. That's true. So, so that's why I think it's going to last um, longer than nine more months. Roughly longer forever. Than nine months. <laughs> roughly nine months, ten weeks. All right. Ron's taken roughly forever on V-Voice. Where are you at in it, Pipe? But hold uh, on, man. It's almost like but it, it's like talking about it. it it's, a, it's, like, it's a way that people talk. It's, a, it's like a new way of talking that people have adopted. That's right. So it's like it's not something that's just people are turning on. They're, they're, they're like coming, they're like being born with that voice now. Well, and it's reinforced by every podcast and every piece of media that it's gets It's just produced. a way of talking. That's true. Yeah. You didn't catch what I just No, I, 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 I caught what you did. Yeah, I think, I think it will. I, see, here's the thing. There can be a both and. Assertive, deep voices can return, and that will still be a thing. That's true. There, there will be some conflict. but So I would say... I would say voice not going anywhere all right we're, we're stuck with it our kids will be talking this way when they're teaching lectures in college not someday. my kids <laughs> <laughs> not my boys um, um but yes i don't i don't think it's going anywhere but also i think there will be a rise of people who sound like they mean what they say instead of wondering if they mean what they say boys i got another one to dial up for you this one's in the realm of aesthetics and right. it's it's a little apropos given where we're sitting ensconced in taupe um <laughs> I'm saying I'm calling my shot right now. 
I think from an aesthetic standpoint, we're, we're two years away from hipster nonsense jumping the shark. So all the like exposed wood and shiplap and ductwork and all the, all the hipster crap that's dominated for the last 15 years, I think we're moving back toward this. In the church world. You're in the church world. Okay. I was going to say, shiplap's not going anywhere in houses. No, no, no. But I think we're, like, we're pivoting. We're going back to like early 90s megachurch style because um, people want to be comfortable. Your thoughts? Ronnie, what will it take? Taupe and fake ficus trees. I'm hanging on to my stock. Well, That's dude, all no, I'm saying. All you're just describing is like, that's so not cool. It's cool now. Vibe and culture. You know what I mean? So like, that is hipster, right? So we're going to do something so ridiculous yeah. that well, it's I not it, cool that that is. That, I think that it has cool. to be out long enough for it to come back. I'm not sure that it will have been, because like, people remember it from seven, eight years ago. I mean, Willow Creek still exists. There are still churches with that vibe dude girls at my college are wearing like mom jeans and orthopedic shoes i think 90s style mega churches are coming back i feel i feel bullish on this one was that a style or was that just like a an utter lack of style no it was a style it's i mean it's there i I live with a woman who looks like that no no no. i'm talking about the church (laughs) not the clothing i know the clothing thing is a style so what you're saying is like the church we're in right now it just should not change i think they should hang on to this no extreme makeover they need to hold the fort for a couple more years and um, And everything will be great then everything will be great yeah Except for that step, that little step down. Right I think there, we bit of a liability deal. I think yeah, yeah, at the end of the, the day. 70s. Guys, take a look at this step here on the side where they, it, it's a little bit of a blind leap. I'm not talking about a blind leap of faith, or, or am I? Right? When you have to step down. <laughs> Dude, Ryan that. literally just posted his resume on yeah, like ministryjobs.com. He put in his two weeks. I saw him hand it over to, to Andrea. Baby, I got a church at home. We need a guy like you. So just uh, you can just pack it up and fly home with us if that's what it takes. Ashland, but, Ohio. Beautiful I think city. what's more likely than that coming back is the sort of 60s and 70s with lots of burgundy and sky blue and Ooh. like... Well, I mean, the blonde, 70s is kind of... Blonde and orange wood pews. That, that aesthetic in churches... We're going to have like macrame, like, you know, like plants just hanging all over the sanctuary. Yeah. and I'd be into all it. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I know you'd be into it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. I got another one that's a little more like it speaks to how we do discourse and like okay. rhetoric. Um, I think I think directness is going to come back. I think it's going to make a comeback. We're kind of in like we're Apex Mountain for milk toast right now, and like talking and not saying anything. I think An apex of milk toast. It's completely level. <laughs> exactly. It's just flat. I think directness is going to make a comeback. I think people Define, are going to start. What do you mean when you say directness? People saying exactly what they think. And not trying to, like, read the cultural tea leaves and, like, speak exactly to that thing. Oh, Doug Wilson is so happy to hear that. He'll be in vogue. Hold on to that Dougie Fresh stock. It's going to go through the roof. Oh, it's through the roof all right, man. (laughs) Is it through through the the roof roof already? already? Burning building that's just crumbling at the seams. Yeah, of a burning Chevrolet. There Um, you go. I don't think culture can handle directness. Yeah? Why not? Because the voice is still a thing, and that's not just a voice. It's a whole personality. It's where you have to pose your opinions as options and questions, Mm -hmm. not a statement of fact or a statement of that I'm going to back this thing up. People are threatened and offended when you state things directly. I get so much, tell us what you really think, because people are stunned when you're like, well, this is... This, mm-hmm. just this fact. Or this and they're a little opinion. offended. They're a little taken aback. Yeah, by they're it. on their heels. So, Wait a minute. Are you say, so are you saying like they, you're saying what you really think, but they can't believe that you're actually saying what you really think? Yeah, it's like it breaks the paradigm in their brain that somebody would say this. Like, 
Full stop statement. So when someone's sitting in front of you and you're like, dude, I like you. And they're like, tell me what you really think. No, and you're it's, like, it's, really, no, I like you. it's more like, that song sucks. And they're like, whoa, tell us what you really think. And I'm like, uh, how? I mean, profanity? What's, what's more what I think? I don't, I don't know where to go from that here. That song bleeping sucks. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it just, so it's the, people, people are not accustomed to a direct opinion that just stands on its own two feet as opposed to, I mean, I have some thoughts about that song. Mm-hmm. I think it, I, I don't love it. Yeah. And you kind of gently tiptoe around what yeah. you mean instead of just being like, that song's so, the worst. It's, I have a serious question to the both of you as men of the cloth. And I'm the only resident non-man of the cloth on this program. So should have worn my collar. Yeah. If we, uh, if, if we, if we believe some things, right. Um, if we believe some things that maybe we believe with all our heart that we're not willing to move on, um, in this culture of like, milk toast and appeasement that we're in like what does that look like for us um how do we do that well how do we navigate it well how do we not like put people off but how do we remain the the kinds of people that are able to say what we believe and say it with conviction i think confidence is compelling i think um there's a there's a difference between shoving things down people's throats and stating something and saying i believe this Mm -hmm. full stop and that will put some people off because especially because Christianity by itself is an exclusive, it, it, it claims exclusivity. You are by saying, I believe this, you're saying, therefore I believe everything else is not true. So you're kind of, no matter how you say it, you're saying something that's, you're being that's, direct. that's off-putting yeah. and direct, but that doesn't mean you have to be a tool about it or aggressive or mean or nasty, but just simply it's more like holding the line than it is going on the attack. Well, yeah. Because how you say what you say matters you know, it's how people can receive what you say, too. Yeah. So say it direct, say it with confidence, with, but you can also say it with graciousness, you know, I think. But, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think, we've, I think we've had a few examples over the years of, of a, uh, you know, a, a graceless directness, which just I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Nobody probably knows what I'm talking about. The, the rise um, of I'm only thinking of 27 place. names right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That just hasn't done a lot for a kingdom advancement, it feels like. Baby, is there something you would like to say direct that, that's just been, been eaten at you that you would love? I, I do. And I actually it just dove, feel cathartic. It dovetails into the next one, which is I think maybe a lot of those guys have done a lot for like kingdom advancement. And, I, you know, like you, you look at the whole body work, obviously. Right. And maybe you're taking some good with some bad. Um, this speaks to the next hot or not. Um, and it's reformed stuff. So. <laughs> I kind of came in. I was like a like a child star in the early years of the reform movement. Um, and you got hooked on cocaine and exactly yeah, antidepressants. After all the really cocaine kind of and the decadence, yeah. and you know, I'm I'm kind of climbing back up now. But the therapists are really um, proud of you, by the way. We're in a little bit, yeah. We're in a little bit of a bottoming out of reform stuff. Yeah. Like it's never been less cool to be like a reform guy out loud, um, and it's very cool to like crap all over reform guys and on podcasts and and just like take shots at reformed them. It's the easiest like lowest hanging fruit there is. My theory is we're going to see another like apex mountain for reform guy stuff. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're about to see it tick back up. Um, Piper, you, you were born into reform guy stuff. Yeah. No. You've, you've been closer to this than any of us. I don't, think, it, I don't think it's coming back. You uh, don't I think you're wrong. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. See, let's there go, we go. Tell, us, tell me what you really think. No, this um, is good. I like this. Now we're really talking. I think it's not coming back because I think, I think, uh, the church is too fragmented for there to be a movement around that. Okay. So when the whole young restless reformed thing took off, 
there was sort of this like that was that was milk toast Christianity too. It was it was mega church nominal you know, kind of theologically limp right. across the United States. And so all of a sudden there was these voices, my dad being one of them, who were kind of breathing fire into this and, yeah. like, and it spread. Yeah, yeah. You start breathing fire now and people already feel burned down. They're already fragmented. There are, there's animosity. They're sick of the other camps. Yeah. I think it only pushes things further away. I think so. Um, I think there are going to be people who want to see that happen and they're mm-hmm. going to be the sort of hellfire and brimstone you know, I mentioned Doug Wilson earlier, people like that who are like, we're going to start a movement and take over this town in Idaho. Why Idaho? I don't know. But uh, cheap real estate. Shout out Idaho. Your lovely place. Because that's where a lot of weird (laughs) compounds are. Um, But uh, there's a I don't I don't think that's going to take off. I don't I don't know what the next movement is, but I think that will only drive wedges not because even like all the people who still are reformed like us. Yeah who came up in that wouldn't necessarily jump on board. A lot of us would be like, nah, that's... They got to have the right celeb. They got to have somebody young with some upside uh, that they can hitch the wagon to. Baby, you you move in the world of reformed celebs. Um, you kind of keep your <laughs> finger on the pulse of this. Who's the young guy? Who's the young guy with upside? Like, oh, who's, who's like rookie card should we be buying so that we can hang on to it for when reformed them? I think there's... Again? Okay, so to, to your point and to Pipe's point... Mm-hmm. There, there's like less of a uh, there's like less of a desire for tribalism now. Would you agree with that, Pipe? There's more of a desire to say, hey, just because you think a little bit differently on some of these key points, it doesn't mean that we can't um, we can't agree on a lot of like other things and work together on some things. I mean, you're seeing this on social media, right? Like, pre, you know, well, people, not, people but... that aren't reformed, people that are reformed, depending <laughs> on on what kind of reformedom they're sort of uh, they ascribe to. I mean, they're, uh, they're holding hands with people that aren't as staunchly reformed as them. You may have not seen that like 10, 10 years ago. You're I think kinda, that's, kinda I think that's that. true, but also there's, there's the whole sort of easily offended cancel culture. You say one thing wrong and we write you off type of thing, which means that while we don't have the desire for tribalism, we're ready to be done with people with one misstep. So it's just what looks like unity is super fragile because it's like, oh, we agree about so many things. You said what? done you know and then all of a sudden it's so i don't i don't think that i don't think that we're necessarily moving closer to a movement built around common beliefs i'm i'm generally cynical about the direction of christian unity in the united states right now um but i, I, I could we couldn't catch that at all I yeah i don't know it's a, it don't, sorry if it wasn't coming through i'll tell you what i really think um yeah so i think i think you're right in the sense of people have looked at the tribalism and said net negative but I don't think that they've come up with a better alternative where they say, let's unify around something meaningful because they're still not ready to kind of join arms with those who don't agree with them. No. All right. So I'm not so I'm not I'm not trying to go that global with it. I'm simply saying that there are people right now that are trying to buddy up with Beth Moore on Twitter that five years ago would have never done that. My and question to you is they're good with it. They love it. Why are they trying to buddy up to Beth Moore on Twitter? Like, what's the end game there? I mean, I think there's there's a there's a lot of end game there when Beth Moore has like. Two billion, billion followers. Followers, and she will she will kind of buddy up with anybody. Serious question, though. You know, are you? By the way, I'm not Beth Moore's buddy on Twitter. No, no, no. no that's not where I was going. I'm sad about that every I am. day. Yeah, exactly. Um, not not for lack of effort, baby. Not for lack of effort. You've been getting Literally, the reps in. I'm at Beth Mooring it every single chance yeah. I get, and there's just been zero response. You've got a reminder on your phone. Retweet right, Beth Moore. Retweet Beth Moore. Look like big sweetie. Stop. Give Beth Moore <laughs> a call. Invite Beth Moore over for dinner. That's right. 
Send that book proposal to Beth Moore for a co-author. None question, of it's working. My question to you guys, though, like we're, we're being ha-ha about it, but people are doing that. And I, I assume Beth knows that she's being leveraged all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my question to you guys is, and maybe this is too high concept, how do you think she feels about it? And how do you guys feel about it? Just that dynamic being at play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. Like... Using Beth Moore to get my own likes seems like the least feminist-friendly thing imaginable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're leveraging a woman to get strangers to like you. That seems not very, yeah. like... Well, it's like, it's like, it's like having that, that... It's like having a token friend. So yeah. I, I respect one woman. I feel um, like Beth Moore is like thing. two million people's token friends. So you know when, what I mean? When I see people do this whole, like, try to buddy up to Beth, it, it reminds me of... You know, you got like the senior in high school, stud football player, homecoming king, and he has the little neighbor kid who grew up across the street from him who's mm-hmm. an incoming freshman, and they pass each other in the hallway, and he's like, hey, 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 and just trying, like, all he's looking for is a, hey, bud, mm-hmm. like, just a recognition that he exists. Yeah. Everybody I'm buddying, that kid with Beth Moore. Yeah, everybody yeah. buddying up to Beth Token Moore. Token freshman is, is kid right here. Let's freshman. clap it up for him. Baby, you're doing a great job. Still waiting for that hey buddy. We're gonna get you that. We're gonna get you that hey buddy in that book deal with Beth. And the thing is, I think she knows that she is that senior who can make people feel really good by going, "Hey, what's up?" Mm. Like that's all it takes. And so she's just nice, and she's like, "Sure, what's up?" Like she's not. There's a genuineness with her. I don't think she's. I don't think she's that. I don't think she's that clinical about, about any of it. I think. About anything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's true. Maybe anyway, that's again, my problem. I'm overthinking it. I'm too clinical. You don't have to Wait, you're overthinking yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the, the air I breathe. But no, but I, think um, there, but I mean, I think there's something to be said to that because there's a lack. There's something disingenuine. Yeah, it's fake. About that. But at the same time, you know, what, like, there's never been a time that, that people could know Beth more to the extent that they know her. Than, than they can on social media right now in terms of interaction. I want to know what those you know? people do. So say they tweet at Beth Moore. She responds and is like, you know, gives like a laughing emoji at a joke they made or whatever. Did they then go tell their friends? Yeah. Like they go off Twitter and they're like, hey, guys, guess what happened? You won't believe it. Pipe, do I need to describe to you the kind of party? Baby, seriously, describe it. If she. Yes, I do need she, you to describe this party. If she fist bumped, emojied me back. Yes. You know? right. Describe the party. Dude, you got. Yeah, you guys got to walk me through this. Like, how long. Serious question here. Kidding. No, no, no. I know you're kidding. But, like, I want to go into, like, the, the pathology behind this. So, let's say you retweet a Beth Moore thing. Mm-hmm. And you even put your own little clever witticism in there, like one line or whatever. And she gives you a fist bump emoji or, like, the laughing so hard, hard I'm crying thing. Like, at what level does that make you feel good? Like, compare it to something else. And then, uh. next question, how long do you feel good about it? And That's then, question. one more yeah. question. How mad do you get when she doesn't do it the next <laughs> time you retweet her with your witticism? Yeah, I don't know. This is, I, all, this is all directed right at you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for putting me on the spot like that. Um, I mean, it would feel, I don't know, it would feel as good as any acknowledgement that you get from a person. I think if it lasts more than you know, a second and a half, I, that feels weird. You know, it would just mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's cool. She acknowledged something I said or something I agree, you know, something I, I was I was bringing attention to. I probably, to be honest with you, Big T, yeah. I would be like, that's super weird. Why did she just do that? Sure. Who paid her? Like, how did I get, like, what, what happened right there for but that? But you were hunting for it. I don't mean you, you, but like the you who does yeah. that thing, who's retweeting it. You are hunting for the reply. You want that. So you wouldn't think it was that weird. 
Well, I would never think it would come from Be More, so it would be like, I, it would just be a really, it would be a real surprise. Again, I'm the freshman, yeah. you know, just waiting for the hey buddy. You know, little, so for me personally, little older looking freshman, you yeah, mature right, quickly, older, right? <laughs> Premature gray freshman. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just think I'd be like, who's uh, the Sean. who's the highest level Christian celebrity you've gotten like the hey buddy from oh, on Twitter? Um, the one that made you feel real good, Beth Moore, <laughs> or like most recent? Uh, yeah, ask Pipe, Beth Moore. Has he gotten a hey buddy Beth from Beth Moore? Or John Pipe? Oh, him? him? I don't. Yeah. Him? I don't know. I'm, no, I got nothing, boys. Yeah, I got nothing. It's crickets out there for it's you, crickets. baby. Yeah. Um, have you gotten a hey buddy from somebody that made you like truly excited? I mean, other than Beth Moore. Other, you've gotten hey buddy from Beth Moore. Sure, that's big. Nice. I mean, pipe. Th- there's uh, this that's is cheating. Good, Beth Moore and my dad know each other, so well, this yeah. isn't like you know. Has yeah. she done meals at your house? No, they just speak together at certain okay certain conferences and stuff. And Interesting. So she's yeah. she just is aware of. The so family. in other words, we don't really count it. Yeah, we, we don't count it. It's like Auntie Beth. It doesn't really. What's right the biggest one that we would count? Uh, I don't know. Matt Chandler. Matt Chandler, who's going to be here tonight? Tim Keller's account, even though... I'm looking at the... I've had one not, eye on the door the whole time. I want to see a Reformedum's frat boy walk in with some free steaks tonight. He's our quarterback. Dude, Matt he's Chandler. our prom king, doggone it. <laughs> so and he's going to be here. Show up. He is going to show up. Yeah, that... Fingers that, crossed. Yeah, that would, that would be flustering if he walked in. Would it? For me, yeah. That would be... That would be now, Pipe, I, I got to... I mean, we just make fun of him for 15 minutes. I got to do one minute on that. because defense. And this is a compliment. I don't think I've ever seen you flustered. You strike me as a very, like, in command of the moment. Yeah, unflusterable. That's a good word, Ronald. Um, if it's not a word, not, I just made it up. Not usually I by famous people. Okay. Might, yeah. No. So Channy's fame would fluster you or some other aspect Pipe, of Channy's Pipe, you've, like, hung out person. with Matty Chan. I would immediately what? wonder what jokes we could make about him and then probably go for it anyway because that's what I do when I meet people. I'm like, well, I'll make yeah. fun of you, and then we'll determine if we can be friends or not. That's true. So How they respond is there. everything. Yeah, and if yeah. they respond poorly, well, that was never going to be it's a friendship be a, anyway. Yeah, it's going to be a wrap on the friendship. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's going to be like me and Beth Moore. <laughs> you and Beth. She just, just she ships passing in the night. not friends. Man, anything more on Beth Moore? I feel like <laughs> what else do we, what else you got? What's what's your material? Don't you think though that like all these guys and I don't know why I'm so hung up on this man. Maybe we'll cut this out either. in post. But no, like we, we don't cut anything. In post. All these dudes, all these like 35 year old dudes like leveraging Beth Moore. I feel like that's it's crass. It's just so it's so like transparent. You know what I mean? It it's tokenism. It's tokenism. Thank it's you. like saying I have a black friend. Right. Except it's like I have a tweet at Beth Moore. It's, so it's like that, except lower and cheaper and more meaningless. Yeah. It's it is utter like I think it is utter posturing as look, I'm open minded. I'm a white middle class reformed male who is open minded because I tweeted this acceptable lady. That's or is it. it just or is it just it's just celebrity though too because. That she helps. is kind of an evangelical celeb, so it really is just saying like I, I kind of you know I've I've come into contact with a celeb, which is you know. Oh sure, people love to like walk in the glow of celebrity, yeah. like be in the be. But in the she's presence made of. herself accessible, so she kind of crossed this threshold the last couple of years where she kind of made herself accessible to you know kind of the reformed tribe and kind of all the tribes and just said, Dude, why would she like, do Here that? I am. If I was a celeb, like the goal would be inaccessibility. I feel like that's when you really feel famous. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the new celeb. The new celeb culture is accessibility, at least in terms of social. I actually, again, serious, serious thought, and I want to yeah. hear you on this because you grew up in music and, and you care about music, and I feel like 
the music worlds and the sports worlds are pretty similar yeah. um, in terms of the pathologies at work. I hate the accessibility. You know what I mean? I liked it better when I thought, like, my hero was heroic. Well, because we grew up in an era where accessibility meant you weren't as famous. That's it. Because you're now, if you're accessible, yeah. it means that you lack a particular kind of, like, fame yeah. quotient. Right. So accessibility means, man, you're, if you're touchable, it means you're not untouchable. And untouchable is what celebrity actually is. That's what it used to mean for us. That's what that it was. That was the dream. Yeah. So to be able to have that kind of accessibility, it's kind of like, well, like, I don't... Yeah, it like doesn't compute for us a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, or, that's... or just it just seems like um, I guess in some ways it's it's more it's better in the sense that these people can become more human and real. But the whole point of because celebrity... everyone is human and real on social media. That's right. right. Yeah, their presentation nothing is... of themselves is so genuine. Nothing is crafted or fake. You know. Well, you know what I'm saying though. But like, so when you like when you see some of these celebs tweeting out things and they're talking about their emotions and their feelings, when in any other era would you have been able to know that? And you you know that. Man, yeah. I hate that. It's however so genuine. It is. However genuine. It is. You would I, ha- unless they did a People Magazine interview. Is that still a thing? But like I, you would. I never, want it to be a thing. You, you would have never. I'm hanging known. on to my People Magazine stock. Still, I love People. It's coming back. You still have a stack yeah. of Peoples from like 19. 19- I like that photo section in the front where it's like they're walking their dog or they're getting a coffee. Like celebrities. I'm drawn just in like by you. It. Yeah, yeah. They're just like us. That's not People. That's Us Weekly. Big diff. People. People does that too, though. Yeah, Big you're right. between Us Weekly and People. Us Weekly does a solid job. Guys, Shout let's out. Keep us that weekly. square right now. You can read People and go. Hey, guess what? Um, no shame. I read people. When you say wait, us wait, wait. weekly, you have to like sort of put your head down and then run. Product like idea. Have... I know you love magazines. I love magazines as well. Um, this is an idea for the company. We put out the, like, the reform version of Us Weekly. And we have that little photo section. And it's Matty Chan, like, like D. hurting Carson, his... D.A. Carson, unmade up. Yeah, yeah D.A. Carson, unmade up. Right, no makeup. You know. <laughs> D.A. Carson, he's just like us. <laughs> Puts his dockers on one leg at a time. <laughs> That's right. He puts his sweater vest on one, one armhole at a time. Um, John Piper in his vegetable garden. <laughs> exactly. Dude, who else would be in that photo section and what would they be doing? Oh, dude. I mean, we got Chan herding cattle. Chan herding Piper cattle. Piper doing his, like, his like, boxed like, vegetable garden. Box garden. Is your dad doing a little box garden? No, he does a lot of yard work. We got there Carson we go. walking down the street holding an ice cream cone. Yeah. <laughs> D.A. Carson, he's just like uh, wearing a mask because like it's Canada. In he's shoving it into the mask. Like four or five years ago. What? There was some sort of D.A. Carson barbershop thing that we, we I don't remember. It, was, it just popped <laughs> into my head. I think D.A. Carson getting a haircut would be like. Yeah, that would be fascinating, thing. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because we um, all know he's never cut his hair. He'd be Tim, tough to please. Tim Keller, what, what is like doing the dishes? What does he do? Yeah, man, for sure. Tim uh, Keller with like his grandkid on his knee. Doing the dishes in that yeah. New York flat. Right, you exactly. Know. exactly. <laughs> right. I like that. Flying a kite in Central, Central Park. Yeah, yeah, flying a kite in Central Park. Yeah, exactly. Playing in like the Entertainers League for softball, you know. <laughs> Bette Midler's catching. He's, <laughs> he's, he's digging in, you know. <laughs> It's got a hitter's uh, that, count, everybody. That one got me. Um, yeah. Who else? Who are we leaving out? What about Beth Moore? What's she doing? Tweeting? <laughs> She's like in her chicken coop, like feeding her, yeah. feeding her little yellow. She actually like lives on a farm, so that's you so know. that's not that that's not a big yeah. stretch. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that magazine though. I think that's got legs. We, I think that was it. That was the one edition. That, we, was, that was it. No, no, no. But we would do a People magazine style where like we'd, we'd have vapid like eight hundred word features that say nothing. Oh, um, it sounds it's like the Gospel Coalition. Oh, 
Easy. Somebody's bitter at TGC. Somebody's not trying to get paydays from TGC anymore. <laughs> oh, do they? Somebody's pay? not writing What's for TGC. I thought yeah. they asked everybody. To Somebody write for hates free. TGC. It's not me. That's right. TGC. TGC family, if TGC, you're listening. It's not yeah. Ronnie Martin. This, I want to see you apologize to see if you can still publish for them like once at every two TGC, years. TGC, not Ronnie Martin. Baby, are you still getting a little cachiche from TGC? I a little have. crackle? No, I they never don't pay have. anybody. That's why. Baby, I think you're the only one that's ever gotten a little little cash from TGC back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I was no, on social media, I'd flex about they it. Have, they <laughs> have 36-year-old pastors of mid-sized churches across the country beating down the door to write 800-word posts that have already been published for them. Like, they don't, they don't need to pay anybody. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm bullish on our magazine. What are we calling it? Let's do a little titling, and then we'll move on. At uh, TGC. Them Weekly. Them Weekly. <laughs> I like it. I'd read that. Them Weekly? Yeah, I'd read it. Are we still um, hot or not? Or what are, we, what are we moving on to? I think we're about to wrap the app because we're, uh, we're getting into like 30, 40 minute territory. I've got one more. Okay. This one's controversial. This one's hard to talk about given who my employer is okay. a little bit. Um, who is your employer? And given the kind of room that we're in uh, and the kind of church that we're in, I brought this to the table at lunch today. Um, we're kind of in this moment where reform dudes are like, here, try my $94 glass of bourbon. It tastes like a cup of nails, but it's amazing. You know, so we're kind of in that like craft bourbon. That's what you've heard anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I hear. We're in that craft bourbon moment of reformdom. I think teetotaling is going to come back. I think like Christian dudes not drinking is going to come back. Well, yeah, that's true. There's, there's some like... Um, the whole bourbon industry is going to go down if that happens. You realize that. I feel like we're the only three like middle-aged white guys who don't have a craft bourbon company at this point. You know, I feel like we well, we missed the boat on it. But <laughs> somebody wanted us to do like a happy rent barrel pick. I mean, ah man, I, there, there is my employer. Although you guys are free to do stuff like that, yeah. you can pursue it on on your own. I guess. I don't um, think teetotaling is coming back. I think people not making a big de- deal out of drinking. And that may already be here, but like I, we were just, I was just having this conversation with, uh, who was that? I don't remember, but, uh, it was about sort of like, why is drinking such a big deal in the church still? It's, I think not making a big deal out of it is the new making a big deal out of it. But I mean, it's less, it's lesser a big deal than it's ever. Sure. Think about any interaction you've had with anyone who went to a Christian college in the last 20 years, you go over to their place. They're like, Hey, I mean, we could, you know. Like, I don't have a problem with it. And it's this huge, you gotta, like... You gotta qualify yeah, you gotta qualify times. it. Yeah, they're doing, like, 20 minutes on it. Right. Like they prepared. the Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I've got no issue with it. Here's 30 pages I wrote about it. You can read the... You know, check out the footnote on the third check page. Out the you know, just, yeah, yeah. Also, check here's out the a catalog, the here's a catalog here. of exactly. my bourbons. Yeah, here's a catalog of my bourbons. No flex, you know. But hey, you do what you want. I'm not making a big deal out of it. I mean, I'll pour it all out right now if it offends you. Exactly. No, they won't do that. That's like seven thousand dollars in their cabinet. And they're so. still cheap, man. Christians are still cheap. I'm holding on to my cheap evangelical stock. That's never changing. Yeah, that's true. Money, money will never get normal for us. You guys, we've done what we always do, in that we've wandered to and fro throughout hot or not. Um, I'm calling it a wrap for this episode. Are we, are we comfortable with that? Ready to take a break? Yep. Let's take a little break. Let's do this, you guys. All right, we're in this thing together now, okay? Here's what I want you to do. Uh, I'm going to wrap the episode here in a minute. Uh, I want you to get up, walk around, go have a snack or what have you. Um, come back in here. What time, Pipe? Should we bring him back in? 7.50. 7.50, come on back in. Uh, we're going to dial up another episode, and then we're going to dial up our Q&A up. So 
Um, give yourselves a hand for coming. Thank you so much for coming out. We love you guys. We love Dallas. We love Hearst, which is a suburb of Dallas that we're in right now. And um, a little macabre. You know, yeah, the name of the town. Hearst. Truthfully, no, it's Hearst. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearst. <laughs> that would be funny, dude. <laughs> that is a little macabre. But you know what? You give me a lot to think about. I, I know. Yeah. I know. I just did. I know. It's funny yeah. that didn't dawn yeah. on you. Yeah. Thank you for the yeah, call. You're welcome. <laughs> Boys, we've done what we always do, and that we've wandered to and fro throughout a few topics that we brought to the table at lunch. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hey there, it's Carly Mercouli, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.